Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. One of the allegations is that under Chief Torcell, there's been a hundred or so EMTs and paramedics quit. Is that true? That's not the right number. <laughs> I don't, uh, I believe it's more, it's more like 40, maybe 50. Some of them, we just had two resign the other day because one, both of them are relocating. To, I think one to Texas and I forget where the other one's going. But, you know, some of these things uh, happen and some of them are, have been disciplinary. We have experienced over 100 voluntary resignations in the time since Chief Torcell has taken office. Eight of those came in December alone. This does not include employees who were terminated due to progressive discipline. This information was obtained via a public records request. I believe Mr. Marino's statement this morning that only 40 or 50 people have left was simply ill-informed. So we had Wes Marino, the Escambia County Administrator, on the show last Thursday, as we always do, and we talked about EMS and a letter, the vote of no confidence from the union uh, in Chief Torcell and the Deputy Chief Stevens. And um, here you have uh, different uh, Emily Stevens, not related, uh, at least I don't think so, uh, showing up to the county commission meeting to push back on some of the things that Wes said in the morning and to explain herself. And one thing she said is, you know, it's a public records request and it really is 100. Even if it's 50, that's not good. You know, out of an agency that's, what, 100 plus, 130, something like that, that's not good. Um, so they are, um, I mean, they're, they're very serious about the problems at EMS and Chief Torcell. My name is Emily Stevens, and I am here as a representative of the IEP Local 325. My views do not represent those of the EMS department, obviously. <laughs> you have all received our vote of no confidence in the current EMS management. I would like to clarify a few things that have called our integrity, our integrity into question over the past few days. I've heard the numbers 15 or 17 thrown around a lot, and I can't figure out where that came from. The local 325 currently has about 75 dues-paying members. At the time of the vote, we had one member vote no and one abstain. This represents a clear majority of EMS staff. Many more employees have expressed their support privately but are afraid joining the union will lead to targeting and retaliation by the administration. So, you know, that's one of the things that's been kind of thrown around is that, you know, there are only a handful of people involved in this vote, and as she says, it's... No, it's everybody but one person, and other people are afraid to come forward because they fear retaliation. Um, there's been a lot of people depart the agency. Please, please understand that we are not placing blame on the commission, as we know the information given to you by the agency has not depicted an accurate representation of the state of EMS. We are appealing to you to help us resolve these issues. And, you know, listen, I, I don't really, I was trying to think, I, I had said before that I've had Chief Tarsell on the show. I think I might have. I don't. I can't remember if we have met. I don't know him particularly well one way or the other. Um, you know, some people I know really well, some people just haven't gotten to know them or haven't had the chance. Um, so I can't speak to personal experience, you know, with the man particularly. Um, but they are angry. And uh, they are convinced that he's the problem. And they are sure. And, in fact, tomorrow morning we're actually going to have the um, uh, the president of the union, Chad Stimmel, is going to be on the show and to, uh, you know, explain their side of things and respond to some of the stuff that Wes Moreno has said. That'll be at 635 tomorrow morning. Uh, but she, you know, part of the reason I wanted to have them on is just because, you know, we heard from the administration, let's hear from the union. But when I heard Emily talking at the uh, Scambia Commission meeting, I thought, man, this is, you know, I had originally taken their letter as 
it seems over the top. Like, it can't all be this bad. And it seemed like almost a too much at the time of negotiation for a union contract. I'm not sure I believe that anymore. I'm not sure what I believe just yet, okay? But, um, you know, I talked a little bit to Chad yesterday and um, listened to Emily and, you know, checking with some other people that I know. I, I, I think there's a lot more to this than it might at first seem. And I, don't, I do not anymore think that this is just the, you know, it's just. I don't think that's easily dismissed as just being, well, the unions are, in, you know, they're in negotiation time. Uh, anyway, she, she went on to explain, you know, there's, there's a lot of aspects to this. One of the aspects... Okay, remember in the letter to allege the money, you know, that he's just trying to make money? Well, one of the aspects of the money is, do you have people in paramedic, you know, do you have paramedics and EMTs, do you have them in the ambulances running calls for service to people who call in and need help, or do you have them running transfers for patients from, you know, one hospital location to another, which is a function they do, and it does revenue better, and it always pays, they always pay, and... So it's not enough to really say this is I'm starting to develop this picture. It's not enough to just say, hey, we've got this many employees and this many trucks out on the road. Well, if a lot of the people are actually tasked toward the transfers, then they're not running the calls. And that's why you get held calls. And as I told you before, for three weeks, you know, I've been tracking the calls for two years now and they did not have not gotten better. They just haven't gotten better. And for about three weeks, the report from the administrators, uh, the director says, um, we haven't had a single 24-hour period where there's no held calls. And now the last report said, we're just not even reporting held calls anymore. Now, if you're going to come up with a better system that gives me better understanding, I'm open to that. But just dropping the data point and not reporting it anymore, that's not good. We'll come back to this in a second because I want you to hear the rest of what she said. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Okay, coming out of Milton this morning on I-10 westbound, as you get to Highway 87, you're going to see some very slow traffic with a construction zone there. It's got <clears throat> traffic uh, stretched all the way up past the uh, Blackwater River Bridge. And uh, also getting out of Milton on Highway 90, getting around the curve to Caroline Street there, uh, getting over the river, that's going to be very, very slow and backed up as well. Otherwise, around town, we're looking pretty good. Highway 98 east and westbound through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. Uh, here in uh, uh, on uh, uh, Cantonment, Highway, golly, <laughs> Highway 29 South through Cantonment. Here in Florida. Here in Florida somewhere, <laughs> there's a road that looks good. Uh, and uh, here in town, Chase Street, Gregor Street, Garden Street, all checking in clear. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. This traffic report brought to you by ECUA. ECUA Bulk Waste Service is now call for pickup. Call by 2 p.m. the day before your service day. Learn more at ecua.fl.gov. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. You know, if you're thinking about buying that next vehicle, I strongly recommend Frontier Motors. A great place for good quality, almost new cars. Cars that are one, two, maybe three years old. You know, young, really. Low miles, great condition, good prices. 300 different cars, trucks, and vans and SUVs on the lot. You can test drive a bunch of them. And if they don't have exactly what you want, they can go find it for you. But, you know, the key is these are like the Dave Ramsey cars. This is the cars that I recommend you buy. Like, you know, go find the car that's almost new, a year or two, and then, you know, it's got a, a few thousand miles on it, and then you're going to drive it until it's done. And then buy another one that's just like that. Now, if you want to, you know, replace it every couple of years, you can do that too. But in any case, Frontier, a great place to go buy good quality used cars, serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. Uh, right back to the uh, EMS conversation. Again, Emily Stevens uh, representing uh, the EMS union, talking about the challenge of held calls. And again, this point of it's not enough to just have staff 
in EMS. It's it's what they're doing. And if too many of them are tasked for the transfers, then they're not available to run the calls. And so, you know, if you've got, let's say, 12 trucks on the road that are staffed at one time, that sounds good. But if three of them are running transfers, you really only have nine. That's the point, okay? And so that's kind of what is at, uh, at stake and what she's going to explain is some examples of holding calls. We have numerous examples of ambulances being unable to respond while they were instead conducting transfers. But a few that I have personally witnessed are a Delta-level call holding in District 3 for over six minutes. That happened in July. Uh, Delta is, uh, it's alpha is the most basic, Delta and Echo, E is the, the highest, okay, so E is the worst. Delta is the next worst. Pretty serious call. In January, a seizure call held for 25 minutes in District 4 while the patient was continuously seizing. In January, a motor vehicle accident held for over 20 minutes in District 2. This patient was eventually transported in critical condition as a trauma alert. So, I mean... EMS has had a lot of troubles in Escambia County for a long time. Different kinds of troubles. It seems like there's always something. And right now you've got a union um, that is very, 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 very frustrated with the chief. And they want him out. And the deputy chief too. And they've asked, you know, they've had a vote of no confidence. And you could hear it when she said, like, we don't blame the commissioners. You know, that's smart to say. Um, It is ultimately the commissioners who are going to have to take or not take action. Um, you know, I don't know if it was the most well-advised to launch this letter declaring the crisis. You know, it's sort of a, did you get your political ducks lined up before you launched the letter, or did you launch the letter and now you got to kind of fix it afterwards? I don't know. But, you know, politics may not be their thing, but frustration is rampant in EMS. Like I said, we'll talk to Chad Stimmel. He is the um, uh, president of the union tomorrow morning, 635. We'll get, you know, from his mouth uh, what he thinks is going on. 820 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Informative, local, dependable. On the machine! It was the 14th of October. And- 
had that t-shirt off your shoulder I was drunk, said I was sober And you said, yeah, right We were talking for a minute Then some guy tried to cut in You took my hand and we pretended like I was your guy During Robert's first term of office Three major events happened. On December 6, 2019, a terrorist attack occurred on, both, on board Naval Air Station Pensacola. In March 2020, Governor Ron DeSantis issued Executive Order Number 20-91 in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. And on September 16, 2020, Hurricane Sally made landfall in Escambia County. Commissioner Bender played a vital role in supporting the residents through all of these events. Yeah, it's the... Um it's the things that Lucky, uh, Tim Kinsler, the former base commander, said. Same thing. Like, these are the things that are uh, major adverse events during his tenure, also during Robert Bender's tenure on the Board of County Commissioners. Of course, he's now moved on to be the supervisor of elections. On January 26, 2024, Governor Ron DeSantis appointed Robert Bender as the new supervisor of elections for Escambia County, which required him to resign as the District 4 County Commissioner. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed, the Board of County Commissioners hereby congratulates Robert Bender on being appointed to the Supervisor of Elections for Escambia County and wishes him the best in his new position. So, of course, uh, Robert came up to speak as the not any longer the county commissioner, but now as the Supervisor of Elections, and um, he was pretty emotional. Board, uh, thank you for your comments tonight um, and for the proclamation. Um, Some of those moments will mean I'll never forget. I mean, Jeff, we picked you up on December 6th outside the gate. Um, that one hit home. Um, those images will always be with me. Um, sorry. No, man, I, I can completely understand how that would be the reaction you've got. Of course, all the staff. Um, I'm very proud of of, uh, of the work that you guys uh, do every day. Um, I don't know if I could do it myself, but um, you know, I would say that um, uh, you all always answered the call, and um, I know it's probably because it was a commissioner calling, but. Um, <laughs> It's always good when there's a little bit of humor in there. Talking about his aide. The last two, of course, are Angela. <laughs> um, so the day after the election in 2018, I was, I was here as part of the insurance for the county, and, and it came across Angela, and she said, hey, if you don't have anybody to be your aide, I might be interested. And that's how it all started. <laughs> that's a funny way to create a relationship but of course you'd have to share that and, and his lovely family really and and I'll, t I'll tell you i'm a fan of robert benders i am i think that he's a good man um i think you know i don't always agree with all of his votes but um you know i he was one who was always pretty proactive with me in terms of getting me information or you know making me aware of things that were going on he was always willing to come on the air and talk and he was always trying to solve problems, and he was very, very good at solving the problems. I mean, he solved beach traffic to the degree that it can be solved. Like, you would have never thought that could have even been done. And he, I mean, really, I credit him for the vast majority of the improvements to beach traffic to uh, Pensacola Beach. Um, you know, other things as well, but that's the one like, man, you're going to get reelected just because of this. At least you should. And, of course, he did. Um, but, uh, you know. I was the guy that I could I would get a good answer from him. You know, if he didn't know the answer, he'd go research it. And one of the things, you know, in talking about this EMS stuff, um, he was he 
learned the fire service. He learned EMS. He was working hard on trying to fix some of these things, and uh, and now he's out. And so the new person, whoever that is, is going to have to you know gain knowledge. I think he was really the the best of the county commissioners in terms of that, in terms of really learning how the operations worked and getting to know people. I remember there was one time I was at a uh, gosh, what was it? It was. Oh, it was the uh, Fire Service Awards, or ECFR, at uh, Marcus Point Baptist Church. I was the MC, and, um, and this is this is an embarrassing story for me, but it's a it's a good story for him. Um, they were serving sandwiches, and I walked over to get a sandwich, and he was like first in line to get a sandwich, and so I made a joke. I said, "Oh, sure, the commissioner's first in line." Well, he was getting them to take to the families of the first responders who were there. Oh. Yeah, it got me. <laughs> good one, sir. You feel good about yourself now, yeah, don't you? Yeah, I sure don't. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's just kind of who he is. So anyway, it is a it is a loss to the county commission, but a gain to the uh, supervisor of elections office. Uh, anyway, uh, Jake's got traffic on the foot. So, you know, Commissioner Bender, uh, I appreciate, well, you know, Supervisor Bender, I appreciate you and I appreciate you before. Uh, Jake's got traffic on the fives. This traffic report is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Our major slowdown of the morning is getting out of Milton. Uh, Highway 90 getting out of Milton over the curve there, going to Caroline Street, getting over the river is very, very slow and backed up. Also, uh, mainly because I-10 westbound, just as soon as you cross over Highway 87, uh, we're going to see some very slow traffic with a construction zone there that's got traffic stretched uh, back all the way uh, up to the river there. So um, that's just going to be really hard getting out of Milton this morning with that. Otherwise, around town, we're looking good. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. I-10 and I-110 on the west side are looking good. And uh, Highway 29 south out of Cantonment, I do not see any accidents reported. If you do see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. Executive Landscaping, call them today for all your commercial and premium landscaping needs. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Oh, Jake, speaking, by the way, of uh, commissioners who, who get praise, I don't get to praise uh, Stephen Barry an awful lot, but I definitely want to. Uh, he has restored the three-minute public speaking. Gary Sansing Public Forum, each speaker will be limited to three minutes unless otherwise determined by the chairperson to allow sufficient time for all speakers. It had been re- reduced by Lumen May, I believe, when he was in office to two minutes. And I had actually criticized Stephen Barry for it when he wasn't. He had kept it at that, but now he's put it back to three minutes. So, great. That's that's really good. That's appropriate for the uh, public forum comment. Uh, let's see. We got um, uh, Steve Taylor's in the newsroom with our headlines. Steve? Well, House Republicans are expected to vote on whether to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas today after suffering a massive and public defeat when a similar vote failed last week. Last week's uh, stunning blow to House Republicans came when three Republicans joined the Democrats in voting against the resolution. That trio of House Republicans said they did not believe any of the evidence their Republican colleagues uncovered rose to the level of impeachment. And if you think our weather's a little chilly this morning, a nor'easter is clobbering parts of New England and New York and places up north uh, with a risk of heavy snow and flooding in parts of Pennsylvania. Also, winter storm advisories and warnings are in effect for northern Arkansas, Oklahoma, along with parts of Missouri and Kentucky. So don't complain about our weather. It's beautiful outside right now. And nice... uh, 51 degree temperature under partly cloudy skies. Crisp, crisp February. Yes. I like it. All yeah. right, Steve, thanks so much for the update. 830 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We got um, today, right? We've got the stuff going on for um, uh, Fat Tuesday is going on today, this morning at 11 o'clock, Seville Quarter. Big, easy style crawfish, boil, Cajun food trucks, lots of dancing and partying, all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, oh, it is that season. I think we have a pair of tickets to give away for Pensacon. 
we do have a pair of tickets to give away for Pensacon. So if you want to go, be call, just be fast. Call on number one right now, 437-1620. Fox News, I'm Therese Crowley. Inflation accelerates again. Consumer prices up three-tenths in January. The Senate was up all night, passed a $95 billion foreign aid package for Ukraine and Israel. Some Republicans joining Democrats to support the measure, 70 to 29. Democrat Senate leader Chuck Schumer. With this bill, the Senate declares that American leadership will not waver, will not falter, will not fail. Not so certain in the House where the bill's future is unknown. Another big night tonight in the House where Republicans try a second time to impeach Homeland Secretary Mayorkas for failing to enforce border laws. With a vote of GOP leader Steve Scalise returning from cancer treatment, even though it's Fat Tuesday in his native New Orleans Mardi Gras today. Let the good times roll. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 831, 51 degrees, and mostly sunny right now. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. A Pensacola woman's been arrested in connection with a fatal hit and run crash, which happened back in January. The Florida Highway Patrol says their troopers, along with U.S. Marshals, were involved in the arrest of 38-year-old Sarah Nolan. Investigators say on January 26, she hit a 34-year-old man riding on an electric scooter on Nine and a Half Mile Road and left the scene as he was laying in a ditch. FHP adds that the Toyota Prius had been abandoned behind trees on a vacant property and was discovered a day later. That's News Radio's Joe Ford reporting. A Molino man has been charged with home invasion after allegedly forcing his way into his ex-girlfriend's home. North Escambia reports that 53-year-old Gregory Dwayne Thames was booked into the Escambia County Jail on charges of home invasion, robbery, petty theft, criminal mischief, aggravated stalking, and hindering communications to law enforcement. He also had an outstanding warrant for grand theft of a motor vehicle. Thames allegedly forced his way into his ex-girlfriend's home on Cedartown Road, busting through the front door and also a bedroom door. He then snatched the victim's cell phone. The victim was able to run next door and called 911. Thames returned to the residence as deputies were leaving. That's according to the Escambia County Sheriff's Office, and he was placed under arrest. He remains in the Escambia County Jail with a bond set at $43,000. One lawmaker is proposing that the legislature closely examine the elimination of property tax in Florida over the next 12 months. HB 1371 would create an in-depth study on the feasibility of removing property taxes, but it could come at a cost. The bill would require the Office of Program Policy Analysis and Government Accountability to conduct the study. And if the legislature moved forward with the idea after the study, it would make Florida the first state in history without both property tax or state income tax. In place of those lost taxes, a new tax, consumption tax, or higher sales tax. That's an idea some lawmakers are questioning, though. If this passes and the state relies on this consumption tax, there could be some issues if the economy takes a turn for the worse. Less spending means less money collected in the tax. Well, it looks like it's turning out to be a beautiful day outside. Let's check that forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We are going to be seeing a beautiful sunny day today with temperatures warming up into the 60s. High today near 64 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 43 degrees. For Wednesday, nice sunny skies return. High near 62. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 49. Beautiful weather for our Thursday as well with a high near 65 degrees. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thanks, Brooke. Right now, let's check in with Jake Walker for traffic on the fives oh 
I'm sorry. I was uh, assigning our ticket winner here. Uh, congratulations, oh, Jonathan, for the Pensacon tickets. All right. Uh, looking around town, we've got our major slowdown I've been talking about all morning. That's going to be I-10 westbound coming out of Milton. As soon as you uh, get towards Highway 87 exit, you're going to see slowdown stretching all the way up to the river. Also getting out of Milton on Highway 90, that's congested as well from people trying to avoid that. Um, and uh, looking around town here, otherwise we're looking good. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. We've got uh, no accidents reported on Highway 29 South through Cantonment. And uh, looks like Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. If you do see anything out there slowing you down, call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Five. Thanks, Jake. Right now, 40, about 49 degrees right now in Pensacola. It's 51 in Gulf Breeze and 50 in Milton at about 835. Next news is 9. Breaking news anytime. Now let's check in with what's, what is happening in the financial world. This is your money now on News Radio Pensacola. Price hikes eased off in January, offering some relief for Americans who suffered through some of the steepest price hikes in four decades. The first measure of inflation for 2024, the Consumer Price Index showed prices rose by 3.1% in the 12 months ending in January. That's according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics data, which was just released a little while ago. This marks a step back from December's 3.4% rate and a dramatic cooling from the 6.4% increase, which was seen in January 2023. At the open of Dow Jones, average is down about 313 points uh, at 38,484. S&P 500 down 65 points at 4,956. And the NASDAQ is down 15, uh, down 297 points. It's now set at 15,645. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. Delicious seafood is what you'll find at David's Catfish House. David's Catfish serves only the best Mississippi catfish, fresh Gulf seafood, and delicious homemade sides. Weekday specials include two times Tuesday, six free shrimp added to the six-piece dinner. Wednesdays offer lunch basket specials and everyone's favorite Shrimp-tastic Thursday, five bucks off all-you-can-eat shrimp. Serving fresh seafood daily. Visit David's Catfish House on Dogwood Drive in Milton and New Warrington Road in Pensacola. See you at David's. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Are you ready for a triple dose of wit, insight, and laughter? Tune in to News Radio Pensacola for the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show from 11 to 2. Your daily dose of engaging conversation and hilarious banter. Join Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins as they tackle the biggest news stories, pop culture moments, and everything in between. They'll keep you entertained, informed, and laughing out loud from start to finish. Don't miss a minute of the fun. Tune in to the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show, 11 till 2 on News Radio Pensacola. Everybody was Kung Fu fighting! <laughs> I admire your deductive processes. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Oh, idiot! Food fight! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. 
Goodbye. So tomorrow is Valentine's Day, in case you hadn't heard. Uh, that means that today is Galentine's Day, in case you didn't know. And that means that today we celebrate friendship. And there's no better way to celebrate friendship than by eating pancakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of course. I don't know. I made the turn somehow. Uh, so, But it is also National Pancake Day today. Today is your IHOP free short stack day. Ooh. Go to IHOP, get three free pancakes. Uh, and now they like you to make a donation because the point of this is not that you don't spend money. The point of this is that you spend money on a charitable cause. And do tip your waitresses you know, real well. Treat them well, please. But the question of the day, since it is National Pancake Day and since I'm super hungry, um, pancake comes to your table fixed any way you like it. What's that way? Four three seven sixteen twenty. What needs to go on in near above with the pancake in order to make that pancake just plain perfect? Four three seven sixteen twenty. What's the right way to serve pancakes on National Pancake Day? Jake, do you have a um, you have a preference in this? I know you're kind of a not so much the carbs these days after mm, losing a bunch I, of weight. I love some pancakes oh, though, man. man. Especially yeah. the hoppers, love them. Um, I am a uh, whipped cream and syrup guy, especially the boysenberry syrup at IHOP. Ooh. Okay, whipped cream whipped and syrup. Cream. Okay, I'm, I'm, yep. I'm with you. I'm following you here. Yeah, nothing okay. else. No butter. No, no. Well, if I didn't have the whipped cream, like at uh, at Cracker Barrel, gotta have the butter. Okay, and the syrup. all right. Yeah. So, so, but the key ingredients are that it needs to become. Uh, pancake uh, shortbread, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's when that's what you're doing, yep. yeah, stra- or strawberry shortcake. When it's uh, with strawberry oh, short pancake, yeah. strawberry short stack. Strawberry. Hey, there you go. I, I think I can trademark that. Yep, <laughs> I like it. Come in for four the... three. Come in for the strawberry short stack. <laughs> yeah. Short stack. Four three seven sixteen twenty. Uh, somebody here says, uh, just use the pancake as a luge to pour syrup directly into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, that's like syrup what I want. What, what is I'd like some uh, pancakes with a side of syrup. Just hold the pancakes, right? That's kind of you know that's that way. Somebody here says uh, pancakes with bananas and whipped cream. Mm. But raw bananas are like a little bit caramelized, like a little bit cooked, maybe with a little bit of you know bourbon or something like that. Foster. Now you right. I mean now you're just the plain old chopped up banana is okay. But I feel like kind of like with the strawberry shortcake, you don't want them with just. You don't, probably don't want them just with sliced strawberries. You want them with sliced strawberries that have been marinated a little bit in sugar, you know, a little bit mm-hmm. of, right? That's kind of a little bit better, right? Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Somebody here says butter, syrup, and two eggs over easy. On the pancakes? In the syrup? No, I'm just asking. I don't know. I don't want to judge. I mean, I do want to judge. That's what this segment's all about. But, I mean, you know, I don't want to prejudge that's a bad idea. I just don't mean, do you, do you imply on the side? Or do you mean like that's any like you're making a sandwich? Like this is your uh, pancake McGriddle or something? I don't know. Four three seven sixteen twenty. Somebody says butter and syrup. Let me um let me be a dissenter. Oh, uh, somebody else says fried egg on top. Huh. Oh, that's a thing I didn't even one. know was a thing. So I always you know new new way to prepare food. Uh, oh, somebody else says yes, eggs on top. So okay, you crack the yolk and it just runs over it. Is that what they're saying? No, I don't think they're raw eggs. No, like over easy or whatever. It's got you still can bust the. Oh, yolk. I guess if it's over easy. Oh, see, my first reaction is very negative to that, but I really love having an over like a, a sunny side up basically or over easy uh, either one. Um, but more, more probably over easy eggs with a steak. Because I love the runny. The runny is important to me. I don't not the not the hard. That's terrible. Uh, but okay, not interesting. I didn't. I thought about that. For me, um, it depends on the mood. I'm a big fan of the Rudy Tutti Fresh and Fruity. I mean, don't get me wrong. You cannot can't go wrong with that. You know, butter, whipped cream, blueberries, strawberries. What in life can get better than that? And then syrup. You know, just to drown it all in its sorrows. Um, 
but I will tell you, there is really something to be said for if the pancakes are good, the only love they need is butter. Hmm. And maybe not even that. A really good pancake, you can eat just the pancake. Because when you put, like, butter and syrup on there, what you're really eating is butter and syrup. Pancake is a pretext, right? And um, I'm just saying, you, and you don't get a lot of the flavor of the pancake when you do it that way. But if the pancake is really good, and I got to be honest, though I love IHOP, I have always been a big fan of the Denny's pancake. Denny's, I think, has the superior pancake. Uh, but, you know, both are good, okay? But you can definitely eat a Denny's pancake with nothing on it or just a little bit of butter. And not and not melted, by the way. Don't melt your butter on there. It's cold. That's the way the contrast works. But anyway, so that's just me personally, depending on the day. That's how I'll go. But if you're starting to add stuff on there, I mean, you start to add your pecans and, your, you know, your strawberries. So you, and your, So you like your cold syrup and not warm? Oh, I don't really care. Oh, okay. Both are good. I gotta have it warm. Cold. I meant cold butter. Oh, cold butter. I gotta have the no, butter warm. No, warm syrup, too. cold butter. Sorry to. Oh yeah, yeah. Speak too quickly and confuse yeah. everybody. Uh, four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Blueberry pancakes with butter. Uh, I tell you what's really good on pancakes too is um, uh, you get some peaches, and then you make like you're making peach pie filling. You heat it just a little like in a pan, so you make kind of a peach sauce. It's not you don't reduce it all the way, but you get it to where it's like semi-soft chunks of peaches, some sugar, uh, and, and you know, and some butter and maybe a little bit of lemon juice in there, uh, and then you just pour that over the top. And then now you're basically eating a peach pie pancake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. mm-hmm. You can do that. Somebody here says um, pancakes with uh, bananas and whipped cream. Uh, somebody else says, uh, what is this? Um, oh, the eggs on top. Okay, so that is a thing. Somebody says you cut, cut them up so the yolk runs salt and pepper. I can't do it. I want to say I can. I want to say I'll I'll try anything because I will. I'll generally try anything, you know. And you, you definitely need to have like, for example, some over easy eggs on top of your like corned beef hash, you know, that kind of thing. I, I get it. I'm there with you yeah. in spirit. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like you're you're fundamentally changing the character of the pancakes at this point. When you're adding a protein and a salty, there's something different. It's probably great. I probably don't know what I'm missing, but I can't quite go there yet. It's like mm-hmm. somebody says, "Well, add a hamburger patty." <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a haystack now. Okay, all right, fine. Chop it off with Doritos. Um, oh, no, this is actually a good question. Is it better to have the fruit on the pancake or cooked into the pancake? Because mm. I will tell you, blueberry pancakes with blueberries cooked into them, I mean, fresh blueberries oh, cooked yeah. in where they kind of blow up a little bit when they're, oh, oh, that's good. So, uh, you know what my boys love? Uh, I forgot. I, I actually had forgotten that I used to make these. Now I have to make pancakes for the boys. Um, they like pancakes with uh, white chocolate chips and coconut in them. In them. You got to cook it in them. And oh. by the way, you can put chocolate chips in, in pancakes. You can put M&Ms in pancakes. You can put, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of different kinds of pancakes. You can do a lot of things in pancakes. And they're always, like, there's very little you can add to the pancake. We're like, no, that ruined it. Because <laughs> it's, it's like the basic issue in food, right? It's a starch pre- a predicate. For all the other stuff that you want to add. 437-1620. Let's see. Uh, over eggs and bacon with the pancakes, all drowning in syrup. Uh, butter and caro clear syrup. Okay, all right. Uh, you, do you ever have caro, caro uh, syrup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. No? No. Oh. That was like what you right, used you when your mom Southern sweets, my friend. ran out of maple syrup. It's like, oh, here, put this gelatinous. <laughs> oh, oh. That's how you make pecan pie. Um, what about molasses? Are you an anti-molasses? Uh, never had it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like if um, you know, your uh, your syrup married your uh, brown sugar. Oh, 
I'll take and it. They had a baby. 437-1620. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Well, if you're trying to get out of Milton this morning, the struggle is real. I-10 westbound. Oh, first of all, i got to say, this traffic report is brought to you by Allstate. Um, if, if you're coming out of Milton on I-10 westbound, we have some very slow traffic starting right as you get to Highway 87 exit, stretching all the way up to the river. Also, Highway 90 coming out of East Milton. Uh, it's going to be slow getting around the curve uh, over the river there as well. Very, very slow traffic there. Um, Highway 98 west and eastbound through Gulf Breeze and Navarre looking good. Highway 29 south through Cantonment is checking in clear. Uh, also, Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking and clear. No slowdowns on Cervantes and Bayfront Parkway showing no accidents. If you see anything out there, you can always uh, call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. And on that tip line, I'm just now getting a report of a uh, disabled vehicle. This is going to be at uh, Highway 90 and Chamukla Highway in Milton. So, again, oh, fun uh, times. yeah, Milton, yeah, great. Uh, late, late breaking in the day. Yes, yes, exactly. So, uh, 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 like I said, this traffic report is brought to you by Allstate. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on anyone else. Visit Allstate.com or call for a quote today. I am Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. You know what you meant to say? Like a good neighbor. Like neighbor. <laughs> That's State Farm. Jake. Just kidding. Yeah. They ruined my name. We've crossed all of our brands now. Yeah. 847 on News Radio 92.3. All right. So, um, so back to the text on who, uh, how people want their pancakes done. Somebody says uh, the Denny's Grand Slam. Oh, the Grand Slam is a genius thing. It really is. Uh, pancake wrapped around a sausage link. Okay, all right. That's a clever way to cook it. Yeah. Uh, somebody says here, um, <laughs> well, that's all I know about pancakes. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Uh, I don't know if it's standard, but I was just behind a sheriff car. Uh, that's not related, but it is funny. <laughs> I'll read it. I don't know if it's a standard thing, but I was just behind a sheriff's car, and the license had a little sign around it that said, Honk if you have warrants. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, literally made my day. I would have taken a picture, but I was afraid I'd get in trouble even though I was at a stoplight. That's funny. Uh, 437-1620, 437-1620. So there are a lot of different ways to do pancakes, but again, remember the day is National Pancake Day. IHOP has a free short stack. Uh, you can you know tip your waitresses and donate to charity and uh, have a good time going to get the uh, uh, the free pancakes today. Hey, if you're thinking about buying, selling a home, upgrading, downsizing, first home, 15th home, rental, whatever, Christina Leavenworth, she is great at this stuff. She understands the market and you know uh, earlier we were talking about how you know thinking about things you don't normally think about like what's the development plans behind your subdivision or is your HOA responsible for paying for the the uh, the road into your subdivision or the bridge if the bridge doesn't rate for the fire trucks I mean these are real things that happen to people she'll understand this stuff she'll know about this stuff and she's done so many of these 175 homes sold last year that she can help you think about the questions you should be asking in addition to just answering your questions because, you know, you have questions you want answers, but a lot of times what you don't know is the questions you sh- you're you not asking that you should ask, right? It should help you figure that stuff out. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. Is your house making you sick? Learn about the hazards lurking in your home that can affect your health due to high humidity levels and excess moisture. High humidity levels and excess moisture inside the home are the leading cause of insect infestation, mold, mildew, musty odors, and fungi, which can result in making you sick. Condensations on windows and vents, blistering or peeling paint, and cupping of hardwood floors are all signs of high humidity levels and excess moisture. Learn more today at 9 on Pep Talk with Lisa Murphy from Southern Climate Solutions. (coughs) Oh, this cold. Honey? (coughs) Honey? 
Honey, you need DayQuil Severe Honey. DayQuil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a honey-licious taste. Because life doesn't stop for a cold. Okay, I'm ready to go. <coughs> now I'm getting a cold. Honey. Try DayQuil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu relief. DayQuil Severe with honey flavor. The daytime coughing, aching, stuffy head fever, honey-licious, power through your day, medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Splash Magazine covers the coast like the Gulf of Mexico. Each month, Splash Magazine offers a calendar of events, plus tips on where to shop, dine, and play. Learn about the month's special events, live entertainment, and interesting local people. Learn how to catch fish with Captain Dave Yelverton. See what is worth watching on your streaming services. Tom Nolan will tell you the latest. Find out how to dress for the changing Florida weather with Jen Wells. Get the most out of the Emerald Coast by reading Splash Magazine each month. For more information, call Gulf Breeze News at 850-932-8986 or visit gulfbreezenews.com online. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. It's like headline news for radio every day, 4 to 7 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Can we build it? Yes, we can! All we need is candlelight You and me and a bottle of wine And I'll hold you tonight Good morning, 851 here on News Radio 92.3 Informative, local, dependable I'm Andrew K. It's a Pensacola morning news Oh, this is a, um, a follow-up to something that I have been tracking You know, the sort of the the questions within the Catholic Church about the position of the Pope on, and, of course, therefore, the position of the Church, especially—well, when he's speaking for the Church. Not everything the Pope says is infallible, but things he speaks ex cathedra from the chair, so to speak, are—you uh, know, those are meant to be infallible. That's Catholic doctrine. People don't understand that all the time. But um, we've had this ongoing question about gay relationships, blessing of gay couples. Is that a blessing of the relationship itself? The Pope emphatically says no, Um and then you've got these bishops, uh, leaders in the Catholic Church that have written a response, and you know they've said that the Pope is wrong about this stuff. There's a a, a bit of a fight within the Catholic Church about this. Um, and I, I told you before, I thought that it was interesting that the that the Pope's response about the African churches primarily is that they just kind of have this weird cultural aversion to gay relationships when. No, that's been the position of the Catholic Church historically, so that's a weird position to take since he's talking about it in the context of these minor blessings to people in the casual setting that don't endorse the the relationship. Okay, but now we have a new development. It seems like there's every week something new comes out here. Um, the Pope is saying that the people who criticize uh, LGBTQ blessings are hypocrites. He calls them hypocrites. He says nobody gets scandalized if I give my blessings to a businessman who perhaps exploits people. And this is a very grave sin, exploiting people. But they get scandalized if they give them to a homosexual. This is hypocrisy, he says. Now, I think the Pope has probably just picked the wrong word here. Um, hypocrisy is a very high charge to prove. Hypocrisy is lying about ethics, politics, or morals, typically for personal gain. What he probably means is inconsistency. And there's inconsistency in this. And so, and, and I actually think there's a sense in which the Pope gets this right, that, you know, are you, 
and I, and I give you some examples. Um, if you're the sort of person who thinks that you should never, ever convey uh, blessings upon, let's take the example of hand, a gay couple, um, which the Pope is simply saying not of the gay relationship, not of the anything else, just of the people, like to impart the presence of God in their lives, um, would that be okay? And so then the question is, okay, so if you're around a gay person and they sneeze, do you say bless you? <laughs> I mean, of course you do. Well, why do you? Out of habit. Okay, but, I mean, the reason you say it ultimately is because you think those things matter. Those things are important. It's, you know, I mean, gosh, the bless you thing goes back to, like, the Middle Ages and trying to combat the plague is my understanding of the history of it. But, okay, take some different examples. Um, would you, you know, if you knew somebody was, I don't know, in a plural marriage or in adultery, I'm kind of asked this question back to the Pope, would you bless them? Right? I mean, because those would be sinful relationships, and the Catholic Church's position on that is that those are sinful. So I don't. I, I see a lot of inconsistency across the line. You know, one of the problems that uh, conservatives have is uh, we get so loud and obnoxious on the topic of anything related to the, the acronym world. Um, but then when it comes to, you know, premarital sex or when it comes to uh, infidelity or divorce and remarriage, second, third, fourth, you know, we're kind of like, ah, well, whatever. And, you know— we should be more consistent. We sort of overemphasize the one and underemphasize the others in terms of their degree of seriousness. But I see where he's coming from about consistency. You don't know every detail of somebody's life when you offer a blessing. Not, you're not sainting them, you know, when you offer them a blessing. Uh, but at the same time, I can, maybe I'm wrong, imagine that there are people who are in very immoral relationships, and you would not feel comfortable about blessing them if they walked up to you at the grocery store. So I think it's a little bit more complicated than sort of both sides are making out. But it is an interesting ongoing struggle within the Catholic Church to get this doctrine straight. Uh, a... <laughs> I didn't mean it! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Inadvertent! Pun, Inadvertent! Pun not that's intended. A yellow, that's a yellow flag, not a red flag. <laughs> Sorry. Jake's got traffic on the fives. All right. Uh, getting out of Milton this morning, we have very, very slow traffic now in both directions on I-10. That'll be right as you're getting to the Highway 87 exit, stretching all the way up to the Blackwater River. That's from a construction zone. Also, Highway 90 getting out of Milton around the curve there. That's going to be slow as well from everybody diverting and trying to get through that way. Otherwise, around town, we're looking great. Highway uh, 98 westbound through um, uh, Gulf Breeze getting into the Naval Live Oaks Preserve there. A little bit slow for this time of the morning. Also getting through proper in front of Gulf Breeze High School from the school zone there. Otherwise, around town, we're looking great. Highway 29 south through Cantonment is clear. Uh, looks like Chamukla Highway, Woodbine Road, Berry Hill Road are all clear. No slowdowns on Guernsey Road or Giddens Lane. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. No pun intended. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Straighten them out. They got to get this straightened out. It's like somebody texting, oh, the best puns are the accidental ones. Sure enough. Hey, um, interesting note from the Navy. Apparently, the Navy is no longer kicking out recruits who show up at boot camp uh, in Great Lakes, Illinois, anyway, at Recruit Training Command, with detectable amounts of marijuana in their system. You know, they struggles for all of the services to retain and recruit and to meet their recruiting goals. Uh, but now they've expanded the authority to grant ra waivers for any recruits who initially test positive for THC. Um, this is according to Rear Admiral James Waters. That'd be a two-star. The director of Navy's Military Personnel Plans and Policy Division, he told some reporters uh, late last week, 
Uh, if they fail that test and own up, yes, I smoke marijuana, we do an evaluation of them to make sure there's not something else going on, but we trust that through the process of boot camp, we'll have an opportunity to bring them along with our culture. And we recognize that many states have legalized marijuana and where they're coming from may be part of the issue. Uh, The Admiral stressed there are no conversations about offering a similar leniency for any other drug and noted that we don't do drugs in the military. Uh, So just, you know, kind of an interesting development. How is the Navy and other services going to respond to the prevalence of uh, legal much of the time and certainly available marijuana in this nation? 8.58 on News Radio 92.3. Jake, time for... Future news. That's when Jake and I tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Okay, Alejandro Mayorka, second tr- second cry at impeachment. Second verse, same as the first. I don't I don't think they'll do it. You know, it'd be funny if another person defected and they missed by one vote. With Steve Scalise in attendance, that would be hilarious. Yeah. I think they'll probably pull it off, but it won't matter in the Senate. Right. So this is all kabuki, kabuki theater. Um, foreign aid bill, will that pass in the House? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think zero chance. Um... Will Devan Cook fill out the term until April and then Brad Baker take over, or will um, Devan retire sooner than that? Uh, man, uh, he'll retire sooner. I actually think so, too. Yeah. I think he'll probably retire. <laughs> I got one! If, if they- <laughs> will Randy Jorgensen retake the command at uh, Milton tonight? Yeah, yeah. I don't see it. I just uh, think he likes to golf and spend time with the grandkids. I just don't see it. You're listening to... News Radio 92.3, WNRP Golf Free's Milton, Pensacola. 